everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of A Trophy Life, the official podcast of the Naismith Awards here in Atlanta. Bob Rathbun bidding you welcome. And we begin with a bit of club news. On Tuesday, the Atlanta Tip-Off Club announced the five finalists vying for the Jersey Mike's Naismith High School Girls Trophy and the Jersey Mike's Naismith High School Girls Coach of the Year honor. All five of the candidates for the Girls Player of the Year honor will continue their basketball careers in college with three finalists already committed to the Pac-12 Conference. All five candidates are also on the Jersey Mike's Naismith First Team All-America, and they will be honored for their achievements in the spring. The winners will be announced on March the 3rd and the 4th, but we invite you to go online and stay up to date with all of the awards and all of the announcements that are coming up. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Naismith Trophy and get the latest breaking news. My guest this week is going to be Seth Greenberg of ESPN. We'll get the latest on his thoughts on our Warner Ladder Coach of the Year candidates for the men and our Jersey Mike's Players of the Year nationally in men's college basketball. But all that coming up in just a moment. Let's begin with a very busy week of games on our Jersey Mike's News and Notes. And a great note to start with. Congratulations to our own Debbie Antonelli of ESPN and CBS. Debbie was named this week to the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame. She's a board member with us. You know her. She's a dear friend of ours, and we offer our congratulations to a well-deserved award. In women's basketball coming up this week, Thursday in the ACC, Notre Dame at Georgia Tech. And looking ahead of the weekend on Saturday, it's Iowa at Indiana, Oklahoma at Iowa State. And then on Sunday, the big one on ABC at 1 p.m. has Tennessee at South Carolina. And later on Sunday, Florida goes to LSU. Now in men's college basketball, the big games are front-loaded early in the week. We've got a huge Tuesday night with two great games. Big East Supremacy on the line in Rhode Island on Tuesday night at the dunk as number 8 Providence takes on number 10 Villanova. You can see that game on CBS SN. PC is having an amazing year, and we'll talk with Seth about Ed Cooley in a moment. PC is 11-1 and in the Big East. Providence 21-2 and overall against a Nova team that is 12-3 in conference play. Then later on Tuesday night, it'll be Kentucky at Tennessee. Now the Cats already won in Lexington, but did you know that Kentucky has not swept Tennessee in a season series since Rick Barnes took over as the head coach in Knoxville? They meet tonight. On Saturday, the Big Ten offers Illinois at Michigan State. Kentucky will go back home to take on Alabama, and a resurgent Rutgers team will go to Purdue. That's coming up on Sunday. So a lot to look forward to this week. And, uh, man, it's getting great. Coming down the stretch in the college seasons. My conversation with Seth Greenberg after this from Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's would like to dedicate the next three seconds to our new grilled portobello mushroom and Swiss sub. Trust us, it tastes good too because fresh ingredients make a sub above. It's always great to catch up with the man, the great Seth Greenberg joins us from live and direct from Connecticut. Seth, how you doing, partner? What's up, buddy? I'm doing great. Doing great. Great season. Great teams. Great players. Uh, they, they having fans back in the stands. I mean, the energy, the ownership has been phenomenal. So, uh, it's just great that we'll be, we're able to be there and experience it and feel it. You know what I mean, Bob? I mean, you oh, know, yeah. we had a season last year, but I'm not sure we really felt it. 
this year we're feeling the season again. Yeah, it's great. And and to see game day back and it's just great. You're right. And off to Arizona this week. Yeah, Arizona's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, uh, you know, the job Tommy Lloyd's done, he inherited a really good roster from Sean Miller, and he's taken it and put his own kind of stamp on it in terms of how they're playing. But, uh, you know, what a great tradition at Arizona. What a great environment and atmosphere at Arizona. And an Oregon team, uh, Dana Altman, has really actually flipped the switch and got their team playing at a high level. So uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Long trip, but well worth it. Yeah, well, nice to warm up, you know, <laughs> for a couple of days. Let's start there, Seth, with our Warner Ladder Coach of the Year candidates. And you touched on Tommy. Let's begin there. Um, the job he has done, uh, you touched on it. Uh, but for him to go back and win in Washington and Washington State, to go back home and win those games, you know that the Wildcats wanted to do that for him. And what a great moment. And what a season they're having. Oh, they're terrific. Uh, they really are uh, a fun team to watch. They're explosive in transition. They're unselfish. They play hard on the defensive end. Uh, they've got a, a, a big-time player, and obviously Benedict Matherin, who is as good as any wing player in the country. But I think the biggest thing is, you know, Tommy, you know, he knew that this opportunity was special. And instead of putting limitations in terms of expectation, I think he embraced the expectation that Arizona basketball you know, possesses and uh, he's just done a great job they play hard and they defend and they run and they're unselfish you know i call him a you know gonzaga 2.0 so you can tell he's done a great job connecting with his team and has got a great trust from those guys and a belief from those guys and that's what coaching is putting guys in position to play to the strengths and then you know having those guys believe in you and play for you and uh you know all those boxes are checked well, that certainly applies to the next guy I wanted to ask you about, Seth, because I know you're close personal friends. And I want to invite uh, all of our fans listening to make sure, as a mandatory during the season and all year long, to listen to Seth and Jay and Fonz on the Baldman on Campus podcast. And your guest last week was Ed Cooley of Providence, and they've got the big one tonight with Villanova. Uh, 21-2, and two, they're rolling uh, but tell us a little bit about this guy for our fans, Seth, because this is a guy who is Providence through and through, not the school, so of course now, but uh, his roots in that city. Uh, what a special human being. He's the best. Uh, he, if you look up real in the dictionary, you'll see picture Ed Cooley because he's as real as they get. I mean, he's as genuine and as real as they get, and Providence is in his blood. Uh, you know, he grew up there. He's a, a success story from his own community. Uh, and he's doing something really special for the Friars right now. And they're an older team. Uh, they've got 50-year seniors. Uh, they've got a hardness and a toughness. They, they remind me of an old-school Big East team in terms of, like, maybe Pitt back in the day. Uh, but Ed, to me, you know, how he coaches his team, the standard that he sets, the expectation that he sets, uh, you know, they reflect the city of Providence. They reflect his work ethic. They reflect his values. Uh, and Ed doesn't just coach basketball, he coaches life. And uh, he is not a good, but he is a great coach. But more importantly, he's also a great mentor. And uh, that's what coaching is as well. I mean, helping build a bridge for someone else to cross. And that's what he's done for this program and for every single guy that plays in the program. Another dear friend of yours is Bruce Pearl. Uh, down at Auburn, uh, this is becoming commonplace now. Uh, this is a powerhouse now that he's got on his hands one of the best home court advantages in all the college basketball. And I, I, I was at the game 
Saturday as you were, uh, the Texas A&M, and I just couldn't help but thinking, had Sharif Cooper stayed, he'd probably be a leading candidate for our Jersey Mike's National Player of the Year honor, and Auburn would be unbelievable. They're, they're pretty good as they are. But, wow, what a job that Bruce has done with that program. He's done an incredible job. And, you know, you know, to me, Bruce does a couple things. One, he's a great evaluator of talent. It's not just Jabari Smith. It's, you know, Katie Johnson. It's Wendell, you know, Wendell Green. It's, uh, you know, it's uh, Zepp Jespers. I mean, seeing guys that can play for him. He's not afraid of an undersized guard as long as they compete and play hard defensively. And then he puts guys in position to play to their strengths, uh, offensively and defensively. Look how he's used Walker Kessler protecting the front of the rim. Look how he's moved Jabari Smith all over the floor. So, uh, you know, he's got great passion, great energy, great showmanship, but let's not forget how good a coach and teacher he is because he's a phenomenal coach and teacher. You know, when you get around to these Coach of the Year honors, um, you know, sometimes, Seth, it, it's the flavor of the month, you know, the, the team that makes the meteoric rise that was unexpected. But I'm looking around the landscape, and I'm looking at some of the old guard that are still getting it done. Uh, coach Cal, Mark Few, Matt Painter, Jay Wright, Coach K. I mean, these guys haven't forgotten a thing, and sometimes I think they might get get overlooked. Is it that way in the community of coaching that they just kind of take it for granted because you know how great they are? Well, I think Cal's done an amazing job with this team. You think about it, uh, they went into the transfer portal. They didn't just acquire talent. They acquired talent that fits. Uh, you know, Kellen Grady, a 2,000-point scorer from Davidson. Xavier Wheeler, who, you know, was a little explosive guard from Georgia. Obviously, the job that Oscar's doing and making him a focal point of what they're doing. So, uh, you know, Cal, you know, a year ago, they struggled. Uh, not having that preseason, I think, really impacted them as much as anyone. Uh, and I think he basically, that gave him a cause. You know, the second, you know, the doubters and the second-guessers, um, not a good thing to, to, to question John Calipari because he did it at UMass. He did it at Memphis. He's going to do it wherever he's been, and he's going to do it his way. You know, everyone wants him to play more like Nate Oates. Well, you know, I mean, like uh, the year before the last season, they won the SEC by four games. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Cal is Cal, and then, you know, Bill Self's done a great job with his team. And obviously, Mark Few and the development of, you know, losing three guys to the NBA and still, you know, the development of Chet Holmgren. Obviously, Drew Timmy's still back. Rasheer Bolton, who transfers over. Um, and kind of mixing and matching these lineups uh, has been so impressed. We've had so many good coaching jobs. Matt Painter, what an amazing job he's done managing those two big guys and the depth of that roster. So I think it's really going to be a hard decision to make because of the number of coaches that have really done special jobs with their teams. Seth, what is it about Cal that, you know, 99 times out of 100, his teams peak in March. How does he do that? He does because he, he's always figuring out his team. Uh, he has a base of what he's going to do and how he's going to defend and things, how he's going to play. But then he looks at his team. It's like a piece of clay, and he's always molding that piece of clay to fit what he's trying to get done, and that's to be their best in March. Because, you know, a team, you know, if you peak too soon, all right, then all of a sudden, you know, how do you maintain that level? What he's trying to do is push the different buttons, develop his team like you see Lance Ware playing now. Uh, so developing some front court depth. Uh, the emergence of uh, Jacob Toppin uh, is important to him. Uh, Davion Mintz trying to be the sixth man of the year. Uh, he's taking some sets that are kind of giving different guys opportunities to play. He's learning how to better utilize Oscar Shibway. So uh, he's always trying to kind of 
move his team and, and move his team towards March and playing their best basketball the last two weeks of the season. Jersey Mike's National Player of the Year is going to be another interesting choice. You talk about the coaches' candidates, and so too for the Player of the Year. What a field. And you mentioned Oscar. I mean, this dude, come on, Seth, 15 boards a game? He's amazing. Yeah, he is amazing. He knocks over his own guys to get rebounds. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, he pursues every every missed shot like to pass off the backboard. I mean, that's how I look at it. I mean, he's just relentless in the pursuit of the basketball. But the other things that he does, I mean, his ability to change ends of the floor, Bob, his ability to get out on ball screens and recover back. Uh, he's catching and finishing and scoring with angles around the basket. And I think the biggest thing is the joy he brings to their basketball team. Yeah. It's just incredible. And the rest of those guys on that team feed off of his energy. It is the one characteristic of college players that translates to the pros almost without fail. If you're a great rebounder in college, you're going to be a great rebounder in the NBA. I mean, I think of guys like Paul Millsap, you know, when he was at Louisiana Tech. When you got a nose for the basketball and that relentless pursuit that you talked about, it's something that you can make a lot of money on down the line. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And he is uh, instinctive, to say the least. Uh, he's smart. He's instinctive. He reads where the ball's coming off. Uh he really is. He's a fun player to watch. I wanted to ask you about Johnny Davis at Wisconsin and where he fits into the national scene in terms of player of the year. Yeah, the Big Ten's got so many guys you can talk about. Johnny Davis uh, had that big 37-point game in their win against Purdue and backed it up with a 30-point game. Uh, you know, he's a six foot five, six six inch you know wing player that can really score it. But I mean, then they got EJ Liddell at Ohio State that you know, is a very, very tough matchup. You put a small guy on him, he takes him to the post. You put a big guy on him, he stakes your way. I mean, you've got, you know, whether it's Travion Williams or Jaden Ivey at Purdue, I mean, Jaden Ivey might be the number one pick in the NBA draft. Mm -hmm. uh, reminds me a little bit of John Morant and, you know, a little bit of Russell Westbrook. So the Big Ten is loaded with potential uh, player of the year candidates. Uh, and then Keegan Murray, who's been just phenomenal at Iowa at six eight, multi-positional, versatile. Uh, you know, to me, we have again just the depth of the of the guys that could potentially win Player of the Year. It's you know, each week it fluctuates because someone else emerges, someone else has that moment. Uh, Ochaya Baji had those moments, the big three against Texas Tech, the game winner against uh, Kansas State. You know, the pass to Christian Brown against. Oklahoma so and that's what's so great about our game this year we're older we're more mature we have veteran players we're not talking about really the freshmen as much uh, we're mm -hmm. talking about guys that are invested in college basketball that's a great point because the talent level the depth of the talent uh, we haven't seen this in a long time and it's great it's refreshing to see yeah, it's been fun. It's been a really fun season. And, uh, you know, we got another three weeks before championship week, and those next three weeks are going to tell a lot of stories. When are you in the studio this week? When can we watch you? Back in tonight. Back in tonight for uh, Kentucky, Tennessee. And uh, I think Indiana's in there as well. We got great games tonight. Just unbelievable games tonight across every network. Uh, you know, I mean, great games, Big East, great games. Villanova, obviously, against Providence. Uh, we've got great games across conferences, uh, which I think is exciting. Wake Forest plays Duke, which will be a great game. Kentucky, uh, Miss, Miss, uh, Michigan State plays uh, Penn State. Michigan State's still knocking on that door, maybe to win a Big Ten championship. Uh, 
I just think that the, uh, there's so many good games, which goes back to one of my favorite things. College basketball never disappoints. And you never disappoint. Thank you, my friend. We will see you on game day this weekend in Tucson. And uh, thank you for all you do for us at Naismith. Um, your, your support is unwavering, and we appreciate that. Bob, you're the best. Thank you for all you do for the game. You've been doing it forever. Back to even the day I was coaching my teams, and you've been always supportive, and I, I really do value and appreciate your friendship. Well, same here, buddy. And uh, can't wait for TBT. TBT, let's go. Sykes, bucket, bucket. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Seth. Hey, that's going to do it for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure to tell all your friends, rate, review, subscribe to our podcast. Helps us get the word out to college basketball fans everywhere. Lots of big news coming in the weeks ahead, so make sure everybody that you know is dialed in with us. For Seth and our whole team here in Atlanta, this is Bob Rathbun thanking you for joining us, and we'll see you next week.